Hey girls, welcome to the True Feminine Podcast. My name is Rachel. I am the host of this show and I go by Rachel Cheryl. That is my now maiden name or Rachel Green, which is my married name. So um, I get them confused. So if you hear me change them each episode, there's a reason (laughs) because for the longest time I got so used to saying Rachel Cheryl, obviously for 30 plus years of my life. And now I'm having to change it. So Anyways, I'm glad you're here. Um, today, we are going to be discussing three subconscious personas that sabotage relationships. And if you're anything like me, um, I once upon a time was the queen of self-sabotage when it came to relationships. Um, I always thought that all the men around me had all the issues. And although a lot of them did have issues because we're all human and we come from a lot of dysfunction collectively, um, I didn't realize how much I was the one who had almost way more issues. Um, They were just happening on a subconscious level. They were not happening, you know, in a space where I understood or could comprehend or pinpoint Um, the things that I was doing to sabotage relationships or good things, or, um, I was, you know, didn't realize how much I was pushing men away and how much I was pushing good men away. So we're going to dive into that today. Um, so grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or whatever it is that you do to get comfortable. Maybe you're cleaning your house for all I know. I'm not sure where you're at, but (laughs) wherever you are in the world, let's dive in. So three subconscious personas we're going to go over. And I want to just make this remark before I dive in a little more. Um, The purpose of this episode is to identify these three major personas, um, is to identify them and bring them into awareness. And as you're listening to this, I want you to figure out which one do you think you are um, or which one do you think you are the most? And do you find yourself um, doing any of these types of things? So this is kind of an awareness episode. So let, we're going to identify these things and then I want you to become, um, bring yourself into awareness and and identify where it is that you may be stepping into some self-sabotage in your love life or lack thereof, um, whatever, you know, wherever you're at on your, um, relationship roadmap. So, um, let's start with the first one. Number one, the protector. Okay. The protector, um, the protector is your, just the masculine energy inside of you that's just trying to protect you, right? So, um, you know, it could look like not giving anyone the time of day or rejecting a man before he has a chance to reject you. Um, It could be, you know, not being attracted to the nice guys, but more attracted to emotionally unavailable men. Um, You know, the behavior that kind of comes out in these situations are, you know, when you're kind of sneaking <laughs> to check your man's phone when he's not in the room or, you know, you're snooping around because you're looking for evidence 
um, that could potentially hurt you. And the protector inside of you wants to um, go de- straight, full-on detective mode and you know, make sure that you're staying on guard. Um, <clears throat> and that's, that's the type of behavior that you begin to display, you know, and it shows up in those little things when, you know, you're, you're, you're wondering, who are you talking to? What are you doing? You know, what, what's going on? Um, you want to learn. And, and so, so I, I want to, I want to speak into that because, uh, I would say out of all three of these, I absolutely was, <laughs> the protector. And to be honest, it's kind of my go-to subconscious persona. Um, and you know, I, I'll have to admit to you, even in my marriage, as amazing as my husband is and just loyal and faithful and, you know, honest and transparent as he is, it's so interesting that occasionally the protector inside of me will rise up. And, um, you know, these personas are, cultivated inside of us at young ages and, you know, throughout our whole life. And they come from these places of hurt. They come from these places of, you know, trauma in our lives or things that we've seen, things that we've watched, um, and, or maybe things that have happened to you, um, directly. And, so, you know, the protector is like, I am going to protect me. And I was the queen. And I mean, if you followed me, I mean, I was the queen of sabotaging good things. I mean, I was never attracted to good guys. If a guy wanted to go on a, a serious date, it freaked me out. I was like, what? I was like, no, I, ew. Like I was turned off by it. And I did not realize, um, I didn't realize how unhealthy that was that I was so turned off by a guy wanting to, you know, properly date me. Um, and I later on found out through, you know, counseling that, you know, uh, this is coming from a place of fear. Um, you don't want to be with a man who's emotionally available because that would mean that you would have the chance of entering into a romantic relationship that could potentially hurt you one day. And the protector in me knows, and my subconscious knows that this is a potentially dangerous situation that you're in and you need to get out of it quick because remember what happened with your parents? Remember when your parents got divorced? Remember when your parents were married for 20 years and and it ended and it hurt, yeah, you don't want to get involved in that. So because I was operating in that protector mode all the time, I would avoid available men and I would want to be around unavailable men, emotionally unavailable men, men who just wanted to have fun and go on adventures and not really be anything serious. Even though deep down inside, I did want something serious. I was just full of fear and, um, really good at self-sabotaging. Um, you know, when I was not, I was really good at self-sabotaging, um, without knowing it. And that's the whole thing with our subconscious. There's so much we're doing and operating out of our subconscious. So we're addressing those today. I'm going to move on, um, to number two, the controller. So number two is the controller. So the controller can be obsessive, judgmental, or maybe manipulative. Um, You know, the controller can show up as something positive as well, which is very interesting. It's not what you think, but 
The controller can also be somebody who is overgiving, somebody who gives, gives, and gives some more, the woman who overfunctions. Um, this can be a negative thing because the giver is giving, usually in these situations, is giving in an attempt to get something back in return. So it's actually a control thing. And, you know, when, when we are giving to get, so, um, on a deep level, you know, we might think that that's the only way we receive love. And, you know, maybe that's something you saw displayed from your mom, or, you know, maybe that is something that you, you just grew up thinking, you know, if I give, if I just give, 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 this person will love me more. And if I'm not giving, I serve no purpose here and they're not going to love me. They're going to leave me. So those can be thoughts that run through your head or even roaming in your subconscious. Um, and so you want to be very careful of this. Um, this can show up in our behavior as a micromanager and, you know, that micromanager inside of you, you want to take control. You want to know what's going on. You want to, you know, over give. If I'm giving, I'm in more, I'm in the controller position and I'm in the controller position because I'm in the action taking position. And actually, if you know anything about masculine versus feminine, the masculine is actually the giving energy. And so this actually puts you instantly in the masculine zone. And so you want to be very careful that you are not seeking to control. And by the way, I want to mention, if you are seeking to control, um, that's not really going to be a relationship that lasts or has sustainability. And if you are seeking to control, um, that will become very exhausting for you as the woman. The controller will get worn out, worn down, and then stressed and then mad and angry because you're not getting what you hoped for in return. You know, some, uh, so many women will say, I feel like I've given everything to this relationship and he's just taking me for granted. It's really important that you recognize if you're that person that you probably need to stop over-functioning as a woman and you probably need to pull back on the giving that you're doing. Um, that's very exhausting for you and it isn't going to make somebody stay. Your overgiving is not the, um, magic thing that makes somebody stay or makes somebody love you more. And this is a self-worth thing that you're going to have to tap into on a deeper level and go, why do I give so much? What would happen if I didn't give as much as I gave? Would I feel uncomfortable? Would I feel uneasy because I, I feel, would I feel restless? Would I feel unworthy of love that I might get by if I don't give anything and just receive? Will I feel unworthy? Will it feel weird to me to get love without giving something? Um, ask yourself those questions and just begin to come into awareness about this persona, if that is you. And, um, and I just want, uh, yeah, so sorry, I'm like sitting on my chair here and I almost fell off. <laughs> That's a side note. If you're listening to this, this is real time and I'm probably not going to edit that out. But anyway, 
Okay, so the controller. The controller feels like they're being good. Okay, so I want to say a couple more things about the controller, and then I'm going to move on. But the controller, the, the funny thing about the controller is that it's so hard, and the controller goes with the giver, right? It's so difficult for the controller and the giver to even see any problem with what they're doing because to the controller slash uh, giver, it feels like they're being good or helpful, um, but it doesn't work out in attracting a good a man necessarily. It's not what attracts a man to you. So just that's an interesting thing, right? And I speak to so many women and they are just like, oh, this is so difficult because, you know, I feel like I'm doing a good thing, like I'm doing the right thing, like I can't not give. So if you're an overgiver, an overfunctioner, um, you know, there's other words in psychology for this. And, um, you know, some sometimes this could be a codependent um, tendency. And I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So I don't want to go too deep into concepts I have not really studied and researched too much, but codependency is a result, is looks a little bit like the controller and the giver. And there is a good book out there called Codependent No More. So if you want to check that out um, and read it and see if that you know resonates with you, that is my recommendation to help you with this. Um, I'm going to move on to the third persona. The third persona is the survivor. The survivor will put up with just about anything and everything because she feels like there isn't anything better out there for her. This is a woman who's typically in an abusive or unhealthy situations where a man is clearly not treating her well, but she just can't leave for some reason. For some reason, she can't leave. So part of her feels like she has to latch on to him and she feels like she needs that relationship in order to survive. We've all been there, okay? Let's let's be real. We've all been with men or in relationships where we have stayed way longer than we should have, right? Like, hello. I don't, you know, know a lot of people who haven't been in those situations. And if you haven't, congratulations to you. <laughs> you should get a serious gold medal for that. But um, you know, a lot of us have just stayed way too long in, you know, relationships, toxic relationships or relationships that aren't serving us or that aren't really going to go anywhere. I mean, we've all been there. Um, you know, in this persona, in the survivor persona, you know, part of the woman in the survivor mode, um, that survivor persona feels like she has to latch onto, to, onto the man, um, and she feels like she needs that relation and relationship in order to survive. Sorry, I'm getting tongue tied over here. Um, and you know, like sometimes it's easier to look back and see this afterwards, right? So you know, hindsight is literally twenty twenty. And you know, the thing about the survivor, what's hard for the survivor is that the survivor cannot see when she's in it, right? So the survivor is typically in those abusive relationships. And um, what's happened to the person who's in the survivor persona is, you know, this abuse, the abuse or the um, bad behavior or, you know, the unhealthy relationship that she is in or the unhealthy uh, behavior that she's putting up with 
has now become normal to her um, because she's in it. She's been in it for so long. All of these things begin to feel very familiar to her and to her subconscious. And so, you know, if you know anything about familiarity and uh, how our brain, how our minds and our brains and our subconscious work, we're always, our subconscious gravitates to what is familiar, even if what is familiar is not good for us. Um, and so a person who's in an abusive relationship or toxic relationships or unhealthy relationships, um, and they have that survivor, uh, persona, they're going to feel like everything's normal. They're going to think that, you know, abuse and unhealthy behaviors are normal. And it's so important to become aware of these traits and to turn them around. You know, this happens a lot of times because you don't have, a lot of outlets. So, you know, the survivor or, you know, this, this kind of behavior happens for so many reasons for women. And, you know, I mean, reasons from, you know, a woman doesn't have a lot of, a woman who doesn't have a lot of options, right? Um, a woman who doesn't have outlets to go to, um, maybe she doesn't have a good support system. Um, and oftentimes women, women in abuse and abusive relationships. And if you talk to any women, women who are at, you know, survivor, um, uh, homes, I'm, I'm saying that wrong. I just drew a blank on what they're called. Safe houses. Okay. Sorry. Safe houses. If you talk to women at safe houses, they have to go to safe houses because they don't have options. They don't have people supporting them. They don't have good accountability in their lives. And, um, so you want to just, you know, it's important that if you're listening to this and the survivor sounds similar to maybe what you're in or what you're going through or what you've been in, it's very important for you to wake up to the terrible things that this brings. And, um, once you wake up to that or awaken to it, um, you know, you can begin to make different moves to improve the relationship you're in or to move on or to step out of it. Um, so that's what I have today for the three subconscious personas that sabotage relationships. Okay. Um, it is number one, the protector, number two, the controller, and number three, the survivor. Um, and I want to say that, you know, again, this episode, the purpose of this episode is to help you, um, identify which one you might be, um, prone to, or at least be prone to gravitate towards and ask yourself, are you operating in any of these ways in relationships? And if you are, there's a good chance that you're dealing with some past traumas and you're dealing with some things that have really hurt you. Um, you are, you know, dealing with lack of self-worth. Um, and I help women work on their self-worth, self-worth a lot in coaching and one-on-one coaching and, um, things like that. So, you know, if that's something that you're going through and you want to work on these personas and, you know, eliminating them, working on how to, um, self-soothe, how to, um, you know, calm and tame these types of triggers, um, let me know. And, you know, we can work on these things, um, in a, in a coaching session, um, or, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to find a good counselor, um, where you live in your city. So, um, I'm here for you if you need to talk about it and work through those things. 
Um, but that's what I have for today. So I hope that was helpful for you. Um, again, so much of growing and healing and moving on and moving forward and stepping into the better versions of ourselves is coming into awareness. And, you know, and I'm going to say it one more time and, you know, I try not to go over too much here, but, you know, I was the protect, I mean, the protector is me to a T, right? That's my go-to persona. And I truly, for 28 years of my life, did not have a clue that I was doing that. I had no idea how much I was sabotaging good things and relationships and pushing good things away and attracting and drawing in things that were not going to last. Um, And it's because I was operating in my protector persona, but I had to do work on digging deep into that persona. So, um, you know, I had to work with coaches and I worked with, you know, healers and, and counselors and things like that and therapists. So, you know, when you begin to do that work and you go under all this, you know, under this, beneath the surface, um, you know, underneath the surface, um, that's when you can really find breakthroughs and really understand yourself, um, understand where this is coming from. And then, and then understand that I can now separate what, where this is coming from. I can now separate and go, you know what, this protector mode came from X, Y, Z, this, this, and that. And now I'm going to recognize that and now separate that in year 28 of my life (laughs) at 28, 29 years old. I'm separating from that. I don't need to operate that way. What happened to me when I was 15 is not what is happening at age 28 anymore. What happened to me when I was 19, my parents got divorced and, you know, that's not my story. That was a different story and it does not mean that will happen to me. So anyways, that's just in short, um, a little, little tip, tidbit note there. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you are not, I am always active on the True Feminine Instagram account and I will leave that link below. So, um, if you want to send me messages, if you want to, um, you know, ask me questions, I always try to get back to my DMS as best I can. Sometimes it takes me a couple weeks. Um, and if you need something urgent and you really want to get some one-on-one time working through some stuff with me, I am available to book, um, coaching calls with as well. And I will leave that link down below. Um, and again, if you like this podcast and you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could take a couple minutes and leave a review and let me know how this podcast is helping and serving you and bringing um, light into your life. So I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing weekend because hello, it is Friday. Um, God bless you. We'll talk soon.